Hi, welcome once again to 10 Minutes in the Field. My name is David. This past week, we've been looking at the story of Mr. Peter Vakaik. And before we continue, let me ask you to pray for the ministry in Rwanda. We are currently taking some time to plan for this coming year till September 2020. This past year, we had a goal of reaching 2,000 people. And God has enabled us to do just that. We had two evangelistic soccer tournaments and a youth camp. And well, out of all of that, more than 200 people have prayed to receive Christ this past year. We have weekly Bible clubs in churches. And guess what? The best is yet to come. That is why I would like you to pray for this coming year as we set our bold vision. The thing about a bold vision is this. Only through God and prayer can it be accomplished. So be a part of it in prayer. So right now, let's continue listening to Mr. Peter Vakic's story and we'll see what God continues to do through his life in Nigeria. I, I just cannot wait to see what exactly happens now that you're in Nigeria. What happens in Nigeria? Could you just share with us one or two or three miracles of, of course there's a miracle of his saving grace and seeing people come to Christ in Nigeria. Could you just tell us about what God is doing at this point in your life in Nigeria? We, we arrived in Nigeria after going to the Bible Institute, spending mm. some time raising support, mm. missionary support, mm. and prayer support. And we got to Nigeria and we really didn't know, we didn't have a great big plan, a five-year plan. Mm. We just knew we were to be there in obedience to God. We got on our knees and we said, Lord, show us what you want us to do. Mm systematically step by step the lord would lead us the lord would guide us the lord brought us up to the northeast of nigeria mm. uh, there were towns cities up there meduguri uh, it was in borno state mm. today you you can't go there mm. boko haram mm. has taken over that whole area it, it's impossible uh, to go there mm. but at the time they, they had yet to to be formed and one of the big turning points was the Lord was leading us to that northeast area where there was a, a clan of Fulani called the Wodabe um, and we were, went up there we had success in leading a number of them to Christ they they were open as a matter of fact our first meeting with the Wodape, we showed the Jesus film, which was translated into the Fulani language. It was a great tool, great uh, resource for us. And at the end of the, the Jesus film, we, we just preached a brief 10-minute gospel message mm. and asked them, if you know you are a sinner, you know your destination is eternal punishment in hell, and you've come to realize that Jesus is the only one who can forgive you of your sin. And you want to receive him. You want to repent and receive Christ as your Savior. Stand to your feet. Because everyone was seated on mats in, in the, the sandy soil of the Sahara Desert. Immediately, 64 jumped to their feet. Not looking around to see who else was maybe going to stand. Didn't matter. They all jumped to their feet. 64 had received Christ. Gorjo Rima was the name of the, the head of that 
extended family. Mm. We're counseling with them the next day as we're huddling under some little bushes to find some shade from the, the heat of the mm. sun. Mm. He said to me, all of my life, I've been going around like a dark cloud was covering me. Mm. But today, he said, now that I have Isa mm. here, and he beat on his chest, mm, which is Jesus, Jesus mm. in my heart, everything is bright like mm. the noontime day. Wow. We, we didn't even have chance yet to tell him the verse in the Gospel of John that says, mm. Jesus is the light of the world. Mm. He didn't know that, but he knew in his heart mm. that Jesus was, was light. And so, uh, that went from there. They began to share the gospel with other Fulani. Mm. There were many Fulani believers. Mm. So we brought a pastor uh, to live up in that area, mm -hmm. to disciple them and, and mentor them and teach them. And uh, Everything was going well. And many more Fulani were coming to know Christ. So we decided we would go up and we would go to this village where we had set up a small discipleship training center mm. for these converts. And we would show the Jesus film in that town there. It was a town of about 10,000 people. Mm. Malam Fatori was the name of the town. And so we went first, we asked permission of the chief mm -hmm. if that was permitted and he said yes. And he gave us a venue, an open square in, in the market, mm. but wait until after evening prayers, mm -hmm. and then you can be, begin your program. And so after the evening prayers, we were all set up. We began to show the Jesus film. And about 10 or 15 minutes into the film, mm. There began to be agitation in the crowd. There was maybe mm. 350, maybe up to 400 people yeah, gathered, yeah. all of them Muslim. Mm. And they began to shout insults at us. Mm. They began to mock us. And that began to turn to some threats, mm. threaten us. And before long, the rocks began to fly. Are you serious? They began to stone us. Mm. Let, let me explain a little. It wasn't actual stones because we were in the desert. It's mm. sand there. there. There's no stones. Mm. What they were doing, there was a, a mud brick wall that had been plastered over with cement plaster, mm. cement stucco. And you know how it, you can easily remove that from the mud brick. Yeah. And they were putting their hands, prying off pieces, chunks, the size of your hand mm. of this stucco, uh, you know, half inch to mm. an inch thick, mm. and hurling that at us. And they took several of our uh, Fulani converts mm. and beat them seriously. At one point, someone took the, the cord coming from the generator and cut it. They didn't just unplug it from the generator because we could have plugged yeah. it again. Yeah. They cut it. And so everything went dark. These chunks of plaster were, were flying. So all of the staff, everyone just quickly grabbed a piece of equipment, ran to the, the bus and threw it in. 
but there was this big nine foot by nine foot screen on the back of the bus, on top of the bus actually. Mm -hmm. We couldn't move with that still up there. Mm. So I quickly climbed to the roof of the bus to lower this down. Mm. And I was being hit from every direction with these chunks of, of plaster. And I finally got it down and I, I ran around to the driver's side and I realized that I could no longer see what I was doing. Mm. And so I took off my, my eyeglasses and I, I quickly tossed them over to my wife who was in the passenger seat said, clean these, clean these for me, please. We mm. have to go as I began driving away. And she said, they're covered in blood. Mm. And she looked over at me. In fact, I, I was covered in blood. I'd been hit on the head several mm. times. And you may know, uh, a head wound bleeds yes. uh, very seriously. Mm. Although it might not be a very big wound, it looks very spectacular. Mm. And uh, so we managed to escape. And most of us were bleeding, bruised, beaten. And <laughs> so we were staying at a compound where our, our pastor uh, that we had brought up there was staying. Mm. Not very secure, not a high wall or anything, but a little mud brick wall and a little steel door. Mm. And my wife and I were sleeping in a tent. There's no security in a tent. True. <laughs> Someone with a knife can get in. <laughs> uh, very easily. Mm. And so my wife was very nervous. Mm. Uh, they did send two police to spend the night in the compound. Both of them were Muslim as well. The next morning, some of the staff, most of the staff said, we have to go, we have to go, sun up, we have to leave. I said, no, just wait. Ladies and gentlemen, there's more to Mr. Peter Vakai's story. What part of his story encourages you most so far? Share with us in the comments below. Like I said, there's more coming up next week. I'll ask you to pray for God to bring us more friends to support the Ministry of Word of Life in Rwanda. I'm currently meeting people and just sharing the vision of what God can do considering all that he has done. Just pray that these meetings will be fruitful. If you'd like to support the ministry of Word of Life in Rwanda, send me a note to my email, davidtubidye at wol.org. That is davidtubidye at wol.org. Hope to see you next week. Bye-bye.